Aaron Rodgers has finally been traded in a blockbuster to the Jets that will shake. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say it's going to shake the entire league uh, landscape out here. But I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. Excuse me, no, ju- no, Justin. I'm very, I'm very used to having him in in here. This yeah. is an emergency episode because I will tell you this: what we were going to do is we were going to move our Tuesday episode to Wednesday, which we're still doing, by the way, for our mock draft, our second annual mock draft. Go check that out on Wednesday. But it turns out what it looks like it's going to be is we're going to make our episode 180 be an emergency episode for Aaron Rodgers. So what we are going to do for this episode is we are going to cover all of the ins and outs of this trade in three different segments. So we're going to start off with the Jets in this trade. How does this affect them? Did they win the trade? You know, how do they look with Aaron Rodgers? Then the Packers, did they get enough for him? We're going to cover uh, how the Packers look after this trade. And then in the aftermath of this deal, how does this affect the entire league? What does this do for the league landscape? Is this good for the NFL to have another quarterback in the AFC? So without further ado, CJ, we are going to get started how did the Jets look in this deal? So the so the specifics on this trade. So the Jets, they get uh they get Aaron Rodgers, obviously. The number 15 overall pick, a 2023 fifth round pick. And then the Packers, they get pick number 13 overall. So they managed to trade up two spots in this uh essentially in this current draft in the first round. A 2023 second round pick, a sixth round pick and a conditional 2024 second-round pick, which could become a first-round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays, which is kind of a slam dunk because I don't think there's any way that he's – barring some crazy injury that happens, God forbid, uh, I think they're getting two firsts out of this. But, CJ, what are your thoughts on, on the Jets in this trade? You know, looking at it from the draft perspective, I think they got lucky that they still have a first-round pick after this. Because if you look at it, they literally just switched first-round picks. You know, they get Green Bay's number 15, and Green Bay gets the Jets' uh, number 13. So so like I said, the fact that the Jets actually still have a first-round pick in this draft, I'd say is good GMing by Joe Douglas. But, of course, the real prize here is Aaron Rodgers. Now, remember when Christian McCaffrey was traded to the Niners and we called it a win-now move? Yep. Well, hold that to be – well, Aaron Rodgers just said, hold my beer. Because this – if you are a Jets fan, this is the ultimate win-now move. You know, they can't draft quarterbacks. You know, we've seen it time and time again. So now they went out and they've gotten a future Hall of Famer. And the offense they're surrounding him with isn't bad. You know, they've got running back Brees Hall. You've got rookie of the year Garrett Wilson, C.J. Uzama as a tight end, and a halfway decent O-line paired with an elite defense. And you still have a first-round pick at number 15, so the ball's still in your court. And I'm sorry. 
No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. So I'm just saying this is the win now move, you know, because oh, if you don't win a ring with Rogers, is it really worth it? Because he's getting up there in age. And last year he did take a noticeable step back. Yeah. I mean, look, I have, you, you have heard me on the show talking about how, how great of a job uh, GM Joe Douglas has really done. Because, I mean, he's drafted well everywhere else along the lines except quarterback. And he has gone top five in that uh, – I, be- I believe top three, actually. Um, in top that department, yeah. he went – Did he draft Darnold? He drafted Darnold and he okay. drafted Zach Wilson. So he, he's, he's, yeah, ha- he's done two. He's, he's, <laughs> he's made his attempts at doing this. But – and, like, who can blame him? Because we've seen in uh, – around that point in the draft, other players panning out. The Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows of the world. Who could blame him for taking the shots? He just, it's, everyone has their Achilles heels, right? Everyone has their Achilles heel. And with Joe Douglas, it's no different. For him, he can't draft the quarterback. What does he do? He goes and he trades for Aaron Rodgers, which is the last piece of the puzzle for them to to contend. They need a little bit of work in the on the offensive line. And I've also been on the show pretty adamant about the fact that they actually haven't been that bad with drafting offensive linemen. No, the only haven't. problem is other than Becton, they those offensive linemen, the guys that they ha- have drafted, have their own Achilles heels, which has been that they that their bodies are made of glass. Mm. I mean, they, they when it's healthy, they actually have a pretty solid offensive line. They still need some healthy. work there. Which is why they, which is why I am, I'm 100 sure that is the reason why they held on to the first round pick. Yeah. They're like, here, you can trade up two spots, and we'll get our, we'll get our offensive lineman that we need so badly, rather whether that be a guard or center, God forbid, or a tackle. They need something there because it's I would just, argue they go tackle personally. Oh, absolutely. I think. But they the go issue tackle. is now, if you look at the draft order. You, they're now one step behind their division rival, New England, who also needs a tackle. And there's teams like the Raiders that could take a tackle. The Bears could take a tackle. Do you really see somebody like Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky now falling to you? I mean, now that you move past New England, if Johnson or Skaronsky are on the board, you are now not getting them. And maybe you won't even get Broderick Jones. You might actually have to settle for like someone like Darnell Wright. I don't think that would be bad, though. No, I don't they think really bad. Need it's just if you find yourself on the tail end of a run, where else do you go? Because you don't want to reach. Honestly, I think the Bears are going to trade back. I Again? think look, this is a little this is a little bit of a preview to our mock draft, and uh, we're not going to do trades. But I will discuss this when we bring up the number nine pick, which the which the Bears have traded for, uh, traded back with the pack with the uh, the Panthers in. I think the Bears are going to trade back, and they're going to take. They're they're still going to take an offensive lineman, but they don't need a left tackle. They need a right tackle, and right tackles are much easier to find than left. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they found Braxton Jones in the fifth round of last year's draft makes that makes things so much easier for them. And I think they're gonna. I think there's a very real possibility they're going to trade back again. That's besides the point. We're going to stay on Aaron Rodgers here. But I like just looking at the Jets in general, 
for this coming year and perhaps years after if he stays in the league. I think that this team is a Super Bowl contender. This is this is a team that should be in the mix to win a Super Bowl. And I think they are honestly in it to win the division uh, right there with the, with the Buffalo Bills. I think they're right there. They have a defense that stacks up with them. They have an offensive line that honestly, I mean, the, the Bills offensive line did not look that good last year. No, it's not that great. It didn't look great. So, like, quarterback, they stack right up against them. And honestly, running back, they're a little better. Even with, that, even with Brees Hall probably not being at 100%, they're still probably a little better because I like Michael Carter. I think he's a good player. Yeah. They, also have a, they also have a very good young wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. Obviously, the Bills have Stephon Diggs, but I think they're right there with them. And I think they are honestly head and shoulders above uh, the, the Miami Dolphins and off, obviously our New England Patriots, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, but are, are we sure they're better than the Dolphins? I think they are, yeah. Absolutely. It's just here's the thing. If you ask me which offense I trust more, I trust Miami's offense infinitely more than I trust the Jets. It's just that Miami's offense, plain and simple, is just more explosive. Pass catchers, much more explosive. Oh, yeah. But they... yeah, running backs is going to be an issue. And maybe if Tua's brain isn't fried. But, you know, I understand. I would put them on the same tier, though. I trust. I just trust. But I, tr- I, I, trust I, I trust the Jets a lot more because they have the, they have the veteran guy, the guy who, who is an actual proven passer. Tua Tungabailoa showed also some. regressed mightily last year. Yeah, but that come on, that's that's not there's that has nothing to do with him and everything to do with the roster around him. That was a terrible roster, and I know I know we've we've heard that excuse before from Aaron Rodgers. Well, at least but this, this time, time it was real. Late. This time yeah, it was fair. real, and in the years where he was actually saying he didn't have anything, he was still playing very well. He had he won league MVP back to back years before this regressing year. One, I think, uh, look, he should have won that second one. There's he he shouldn't have, but he was a runner-up, which he deserves credit for. He was at least the runner-up. You could at least acknowledge that. He, he had a very good year. He still had a good year. Yeah. I agree with you, by the way. But he still he won the he won the award. It's over. But listen, this is a very good roster that the Jets have that Aaron Rodgers is inheriting. Pretty good coach, it looks like. Robert Sala looks like he has his has his stuff together. And a GM in Joe Douglas, who actually it seems knows how to draft, and a defense yeah. that is ferocious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Probably, I would say you might even be able to say it's better than the Bills. Actually, not even might. I would say yes, it's better. Yeah. The issue is though with the Jets, you keep saying they're uh, perhaps in position for a Super Bowl, but I just think they're too young. You know, they. I mean, they have a lot of young, hungry guys, but they don't have that killer instinct to compete yet. Furthermore, do you really see them beating the Chiefs or the Bengals? Bills maybe, but I don't know. I would still argue that as long as the Chiefs have Mahomes, they're head and shoulders over everyone. Did Mahomes we see that? Will destroy them. Did we see that in the Bengals before they started contending? No, we didn't give them. They we didn't give them a fighting chance. Yeah, and they lost they were the Super young. Bowl too. But they made it. But they made it past the Chiefs, and they very easily and could have won had that, that Super last Bowl. season. What do you mean? Yeah, and then what happened when they met the Chiefs this season? Yeah, their offensive line fell apart. Yeah, after they supposedly fixed it. You yeah, take that well, as you will. They fixed it, 
and then they all got hurt. You can't predict injuries. You can't predict injuries when you're drafting. You really can't predict any of that stuff. I mean, you can see injury histories, but there are players with long injury history who out of the blue just become football's Iron Man, and then you have guys who – who are clean and then they start getting hurt out like out of nowhere. So it happens, right? You can't, you just can't predict the injuries. Um, but I wanted to move on. So I, I still, I will rest my case. I still believe the jets will be a contender this year. Um, it's just a very well run organization. Now the jets, they look like they're turning things around and they're going to be in contention for, uh, at least a year. Um, but I wanted to move on to the Packers. A little bit more of an interesting case there. Um, how are they going to fare in the aftermath of this deal? How soon can they contend? Will Jordan Love be the guy? Did they get enough for Aaron Rodgers? All those questions will be answered next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. All right, so we covered the Jets side of this Aaron Rodgers deal. Now we're going to look into at the Packers. So just looking at the compensation that they got for him, uh, they managed to swap picks, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, so they gave up number 15 for number 13 overall for the Jets. Uh, they also got a second-round pick this year and a sixth-round pick. And for next year's draft, they have a second round. At least it'll be a se- it'll be at least a second round, and it becomes a first if Rodgers beca- uh, plays at least sixty five percent of the plays. Which I mean, that's most likely going to happen. Knock on wood. But um, I mean, just looking at the compensation here, this is a huge win for the Packers. Not to say that they've won the deal, but they certainly were able to get a good amount of compensation where I didn't even think they were going to get a first, but they probably got two out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that the Jets still have a first. I thought they would have taken uh, New York's first, but eh, it shows what I know. Now, they do have an extra second-round pick and an extra sixth and a conditional second-rounder next year, so that's good. So potentially you get two firsts. But the Packers get something a little different in terms of a victory. A drama-free locker room. They have finally rid themselves of the NBA of the uh, NFL's Kyrie Irving, because that's really what Rodgers is. He's now the Jets problem. And you know, they have what you know, Rodgers very temperamental, very enigmatic. The Packers literally just cut out all the drama. And now you can move on to focus on Jordan Love. Whether or not he pans out, that's something totally different. But the but it just seems like they've made peace with the you know in the locker room, and now they can rebuild. And I think that in and of itself is a massive reward. 
Yeah, I mean, that is a big thing for them. But then again, I'm sure that's what they were saying. The I'm sure that was what, what they were saying when they traded away Brett Favre to the Jets um, a little over a decade ago, right? I mean, that's, sure. that's definitely – I believe it was 15 years ago, right? They traded him in 2008. Something like that. I don't my, know. I, my history could be a little off, but um, like I believe, like that's that's probably are they? I wonder if there's something wrong with the way they're evaluating the quarterbacks here, because they got Aaron Rodgers, and now here they have Jordan Love. We'll see if he can even play because he's shown flashes, but he's also shown that mm, I don't know. We'll see. Well, he's been developing for Lord knows how many years. He better work out because if this Jordan Love thing blows up in your face, that if you're Green Bay, that's just a really awful look for the organization who turns out this kid can't play because you drafted him, therefore pissing off your star, right? And you know, Which starts all the drama, and then you end up trading said star, and now if love doesn't pan out, you have egg on your face and then you lose some organizational credibility. Yeah. So Rogers was drafted in 2000 in the 2005 NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was taken um, in 2005, his age 22 season, which there wasn't even a season because he hardly played. And then he hardly played for three years. And then in 2008. So yes. Um, Favre was traded in 2008. After that, he still did not have the best season. He went 6-10. and 10. So 28, to, 28 touchdowns of 13 interceptions. Not a bad year statistically, but he still could not get, guide the team to wins in his first year. Then they won 11-5 in 2009. Then 10-5, then and 14-1, uh, and one, then the rest is history. He's the bad man as a certain man who works for ESPN calls him. But it took some time. It took four years from the time he was developed or the, from the time that he was he was uh, drafted in 2005 to 2009 when he finally started winning them games. Because in 2008, the first year he started, he was not uh, – it was not translating to victories. So they were – I mean, do we give – do we give Love that same timeline? Because I feel like you kind of have no choice but to, because he already has been sitting for a couple of years, so it, there might be a bit of a developmental season here. I would think. I mean, if they're content to follow the same course, I, I think uh, go right ahead. But this is a very different NFL than the NFL in two thousand eight. The media is much more vicious. Arguably, the fans are as well. You know, social media is now a thing. All eyes are on him. I mean, they, could they follow the same course? Oh, yeah, absolutely they could. But I don't think they will just because of how different this is. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to find out if this kid actually pans out. Um, but with the roster that the Packers have, and especially with the, with the picks that they got, what do they take now at 13? And if they like whatever they take, do they do you think they will have anywhere near enough to make it back to being competitive again? Not unless uh, Jordan Love becomes like Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? You know, because Mahomes came right out of nowhere and won MVP. Unless Jordan Love does something like that, I don't see it. 
Yeah, so I think they should certainly go wide receiver at number 13. I feel like that should go without saying. Yeah. So they'll they'll have that first-round pick. They only have one this year, despite trading their uh, their star quarterback. But they definitely go – Quarter, uh, they definitely go wide receiver at 13. And if they go defense again at number 13 at in the first round of the draft, then I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly, they might go tight end. That's what I've also heard. They could also go tackle. If you think about you don't it. think they would, no way. They could. They listen, could. Bakhtiari isn't the same guy. He's and old they and might he's wanna, they might want to draft his heir apparent. If they do that, then maybe Rodgers was right to want to leave. I mean, Jesus Christ, you have yeah. a young kid now. Don't you want to build around him? You know, Edge is also a big need for Green Bay. So they could go somewhere. They could go somewhere else other than wide receiver. Give their poor kid some weapons. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we Don't will. They're going to go in the second round. <laughs> Imagine how great of a of a imagine how great of a story would be though if if right out of the gate, uh, Jordan Love panned out. I would prefer not. Imagine if they met in the Super Bowl. I'd prefer not. Rodgers and the well, what you want to happen is different, but Rodgers and the Jets go to the Super Bowl. Jordan Love and the Young Packers meet them there. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. Oh, I, I, I would, would be. That Don't would have give some the script great makers points. any ideas. Oh, the script makers. It's if that if if the script I'll tell you this much. If the script makers are real, it's going to happen. I, if the script makers are real, it's going to happen. Oh, thank you. It probably will. I and honestly, it wouldn't be the worst story to cover. Eh. For us here, a year from now on the Fumble Ruski podcast, we will be covering Jordan Love, the rookie of the year. The guy who won, who rookie, uh, not rookie year? of the year, Jesus. I keep, I think young kid, and I'm thinking he's a rookie, even though he's been in the league for now three years. But I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers, old guy Aaron Rodgers. This is what I wanted in 2021 with the Patriots and the Bucks. This is what I wanted, but we didn't get it. Now we're getting the Walmart brand version of it. Um, all right. So we're going to change gears here. And we are going to move to now the rest of the league, how it looks after this blockbuster trade. There is a lot to unpack here. And that is next. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, brought to you by Power 88, Secret Weapon Consulting. So, want to take a look at the list of AFC quarterbacks now versus the NFC. 
in uh, now that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. Let me go. Let me go down the list here. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. This is for the AFC, by the way, in case you hadn't already known. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Tua Tungavailoa. If you want to bring up Mac Jones, Aaron Roger, uh, Aaron Rodgers now, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Must I go any further? Even though I could bring it, literally bring up Kenny Pickett, who looks like a, a good young kid in, in himself. Must I go further? I don't even think I can, actually. Well, there's Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, just that list alone. And we've seen Ryan Tannehill on the, on the Titans do well in the past. Let's look at the NFC now. Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff. Ooh, I'm Justin Tucker. Kirk Cousins is top 10. Geno Smith. End of list. And we can bring up Matthew Stafford, but that guy, that guy has been he's, injury, he's been a bro. walking injury ever since he they won the Super Bowl in 2021. That is like look, just it's so lopsided. Whoever wins the AFC <laughs> might be winning the Super Bowl. It's that bad. These play, players have been leaving the NFC ever since the end of last year. It has been so bad. Like, wh- who who is going? What superstar player is going to look at the NFC now and think maybe I shouldn't go to the AFC? Maybe it's a little too competitive over there. Maybe I need to stay here in uh, Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts said. Congratulations on the contract, by the way. I wasn't on the episode when we were breaking it, but that was. I mean, listen, he may have been overpaid. However. At least we could applaud him for staying loyal to his team instead of fleeing to the AFC. Why? They're they're attracted to it like moths on a like moths to a light. Mm-hmm. It is bad. This is just like it's it's going. I can't wait to see the AFC. I really can't. It's going to be so much fun to watch these all these teams uh, go at each other. But the NFC is going to look really bad, and like there's going to be a bunch of there's going to be a bunch of teams. Um, in the NFC here, who are going to make it with a losing record. They are going to win their division with a losing record. And listen, I I like a smooth path to the Super Bowl as much as anybody, but I also like it when the league is actually competitive. And it is in the AFC, but that's because everyone's going there. I mean, this is just... This is going to be interesting to cover. I'll say that much. Also, I forgot Kyler Murray, but uh, who cares about oh. him, especially since he's going to be out for two-thirds of the year. Yeah. But I'll throw it to you, CJ. So basically, uh, when you look at like, how this changes the NFL landscape, uh, I I don't know. It's just – I you and I are different. In the sense that, uh, how do I put this? We, you know, I think we vary greatly on uh, where the Jets are going to go. I don't see them competing for a Super Bowl. I mean, mostly just because I think the team's too young. But the NFC gets a lot weaker, gets a lot more top-heavy. 
And then, you know, then there's the AFC where it seems like everyone and their mother's competitive. Even teams that probably won't make the playoffs, like, uh, you know, like maybe the Chargers, the Patriots, you know, teams like those, they can still give you a good run for your money. So, yeah, you put the AF, you put the Patriots or the um, Chargers. You put the Patriots or the Chargers in the NFC, and they're quite arguably a top four or five seed. Yeah, same thing with like the Raiders, maybe like Jacksonville. The Raiders would be a playoff team, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. but so, now yeah. in the AFC, I'm sorry, you you keep talking. No, 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 it's fine. But but it's just I don't know how this really affects the landscape. I still think the Chiefs and the Bengals are the front runners and the NFC is, you know, just a lot weaker. And I don't, and the only thing that changed about the NFC is that Green Bay is going to get worse. That further solidifies the hopes of literally everyone else in their division. Yeah. It's, I I don't know. And the Bears and Lions actually have expectations now. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say the Bears have expectations. They think they can still only somewhere. go up from here. Yeah. But the Lions, they have expectations, and if they wind up uh, floundering, even in the early going of this year, they're going to receive a lot of criticism. Criticism for that. Yeah. Um, but let's let's stick with the let's stick with the the Jets here. Um, just looking at the landscape of the league, I think they're right there with Buffalo. They, yeah. You can argue there are a lot of ways that they are better than Cincinnati because Cincinnati has just been a flawed team the past couple of years. They've been contenders, but they have been so they have been that way in spite of a lot of weaknesses. That offensive line, it's gotten better now, but it has been very, very unstable the past couple of years. Even after fixing it, they all got hurt and then they had to they were in the same boat that they were last year. Uh, uh, sorry, the year prior. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think they're right there with Jacksonville. In fact, maybe a little better than Jacksonville. Yeah. I think they're, I mean, they're better than the chargers. I think they're, they're easily right up there with the top three in the AFC, which would be the chiefs, uh, bills, uh, Bengals. I could mention the jets in the same breath as all of those teams at least for the, what they could potentially be. This could all blow up in their faces, and this could be uh, the this could be the Denver Broncos part two. But I'm just talking about what they can potentially be. And I think what they can be is right there with all of the top teams in the AFC because their defense is just that elite, and they have the pass catchers to complement Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers – is a very good regular season quarterback. Yeah, we've mentioned that how many times? He's still he. It's contention. It's contention. <laughs> what they do in the playoffs is it's another it's another conversation. Fair, fair, fair. But I still think they're going to be a contending team. They will, as long as that offensive line is not in shambles, which I'm willing to bet it isn't. It won't. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. All right, so looking at the rest of our – as we wind down our coverage here, um, looking at the rest of this week. So we have this episode releasing tonight, Monday. You guys are seeing it right now. Um, No fan box, at least in the early part of this week, like we usually put it out. We're going to put it out at the end of the week on Friday because you guys are going to be busy with your your, uh, your draft the NFL draft. Um, 
And we're going to our Tuesday episode, which is going to be Wednesday, is going to be leaning heavily on our second annual mock draft. We will cover all of the top picks um, in this 2023 draft. So first segment will be top 10. Next will be the middle. So that, that'll be 11 to 20. Then it'll be 21 to 31. And it'll be 31 because there's the, the Dolphins decided to get naughty, which is <laughs> fine for us because that's less work to project a, a team uh, and a player going you know, in the first round. So less work for us in this mock draft. Uh, we'll Amen. we'll separate it into three segments. It's going to be great. So make sure you guys tune into that. However, in the meantime, I don't have my outro in front of me. I usually like to read it. Um, going to pull it up right now. You have any any thoughts before we end the show tonight? By the way, I have the outro in front of me. That's my only thought. How is it? I'm wanna, prepared. Do you want to read it? Oh, why? Thank you. You're very generous. Go ahead. Oh wow. <laughs> so. That'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our podcasts available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out. Not, not next week, but. We'll see you. We'll see. We'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, that's what it says usually. But we'll see you. We'll see you on Wednesday, guys. Over and out.